This is CliffCentral.com. Sanbunan Nonke, welcome to the show. It's Frankly Speaking. Uh, thanks to Gareth and the gang back again tomorrow. Uh, we are without Rorisang Shabalala again. He is doing his thing overseas. Pesheya. He is flying the flag high. Uh, I think he's still in London, uh, but let's hope he's coming back soon. Today, we are continuing our series. Frankly speaking, is there a way to change South Africa's major economic challenges? We're speaking to different people and different sects of South Africa to find out what we can do as South Africans, what people are doing, and how we can potentially change the needle. Uh, it's a huge debate, very interesting. Interesting. We... Um, we spoke to someone in education, uh, looking at different types of education. You've got to check out that podcast as well. And today I am very, very lucky to have the brilliant uh, Mr. Zuelan Zimavavi in studio today. We're going to be looking at what the trade unions could do uh, to change the major economic challenges. Also, what labor could do to change the major economic challenges. And if there is anything that they can do, I'm sure we're going we're gonna to hear it all from uh, Mr. Vavi himself. Uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us, or thanks for coming. Thanks for having us. Well, it's, your show. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's your show. I'm invitee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to have to field lots of questions. And, How are you doing uh, today? No, well, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. South Africa is getting very hot. And uh, we're hitting 31, 32 in Johannesburg in the it's first week of September. It's beautiful. Where's the I rains? think we're going to go for a braai, <laughs> national braai of ourselves by November, December. Let me tell you something. Incredible, for, isn't it? For those that are have got hay fever, it has been disastrous. Me too. You, you have no. I, I had had a a a a, a, a flu carried for two or three weeks now. Never before. It is Never. the worst thing. Never. I want to gouge my eyes out. It's yeah. absolutely terrible. Never. And up to now, my chest is not really glad, but no. <laughs> I, I run around. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking good, sir. You're looking very, very good at the moment. And uh been seeing a lot of you in the news, so it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to catch up. The last time we spoke to you, you were all hush-hush about what your next step was, and then suddenly the explosion of what we knew was coming, SAFTU. Um, so very exciting to see that. We're going to talk a little bit about that. <clears throat> also going to talk about the role of unions, the role of labor, and what you think those two roles or those two players can do in South Africa to, to really fix the challenges that South Africa faces. And let's be honest, those challenges are big. Let's start with your perspective. South Africa at the moment, I mean, what does it look like from Zuelan Zimavavi's eyes? Well, we've said that it's a roller coaster, it's a crisis of uh, unimaginable proportions, and I've likened it with a, a, a boat in the rough seas in the middle of the night, and, and unfortunately, uh, under the leadership of a captain that is blindfolded and that doesn't know whether we're moving towards uh, the iceberg or to the left or right or north or south <laughs> and uh, waiting to implode any time. Mm. And I've, I've said uh, many years ago that we are sitting on a ticking time bomb and uh, we don't know when it will uh, implode, explode. We should be very thankful that uh, there is no major upheaval and uh, and because of that, I think that we are sitting, those of us who are in the leadership, uh, in an emergency room that should be searching for an immediate solution to the to the crisis at hand. Mm. And that's where the frustration is in South Africa today. There is just no discourse uh, that is serious enough that involves uh, uh, people beyond the boardrooms, beyond the select few of the elites, and uh, a a dialogue about the real problems that are facing South Africa. Every South African space is occupied with the negativity of uh, the Zubtas, the Zumas, <laughs> and uh, and the Guptas, and corruption, and mm. uh, and the court appearance, and the appeal, and the uh, and the killings, and the the violence, and uh, the ANC conference none of which is about the real issues mm. uh, South Africa is facing today. And that should frustrate all of us. It, it almost feels like the leadership, uh, business leadership, political leadership, social leadership, feels so far from the coalface at the moment that they don't actually know what's going on and their fights are between themselves about things that are really not, not affecting or, 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 being, or, or trivial compared to what, what's really going down you know, on, on, the work, on the work floors. 
we've become accustomed <coughs> to this crisis. We don't feel it anymore. Mm. It has been normalized. And we, we have embraced a business as usual. Even though we've heard leader after leader saying that we're now embarking on a business is unusual. But in reality, the policy choices that have been made uh, seems to be just repeat what have been tried and tested and failed mm -hmm. for the two decades now in our democracy. And uh, at some point when we were very hopeful that the Zuma administration is going to represent a different direction, <laughs> we... When, sorry, when exactly was that, Mr. In Bach? 2009. <laughs> at the conference. At the conference. I mean, we had five priorities that we pushed and uh, we, we, we were quite excited. Mm. And uh, when the budget was presented by uh, Minister of Finance, Praveen Godan, mm -hmm. we, we, we said, hold on, this, <laughs> this looks like... Uh, There's a problem here, right? <laughs> is, is the old wine in new bottles. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, 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 you wear an incredible hat in South Africa at the moment, um, and I'm not just saying the hat you, you have on today, but more importantly, the hat you wear as, as a head of a, of a trade union. Um, the conversations you, you must be involved in must be unbelievably diverse and interesting you, from business leaders to, to on-the-ground workers. What's the sense among South Africans at the moment, specifically the workers, about where we are? Believe me, one of my strengths or others think that it's a weakness. I believe it is a hell of a strength. I interact with everybody in South Africa. Mm. I speak literally to every South African. I engage and I don't only find comfort in talking to those who are my ideological bedfellows. Mm. I speak to those that I disagree with. And uh, I always believe that even in the disagreement, there's something common between all people of one nation. Mm. Um, irrespective of uh, how uh, big differences may appear to be on the surface, but there is common concern. I've not met a single business person who says the crisis of unemployment is not a big problem mm. or the youth unemployment is, is not something that should put us into an emergency gear mm. or who think that uh, we shouldn't be doing something drastic about the state of education, healthcare, public transport system, mm. and all of that. Mm. <clears throat> Everybody says we've, we've got to be doing something. There will always be some differences about how and what we need to do practically. Mm. But that people identify the same challenges as common challenges, their own challenges, gives me hope that uh, if we were to engage immensely, intensely, purposefully, we could uh, really have a, pos a possibility of, uh, of, of, of reaching a, a big ground of common ground. Mm -hmm. And uh, I always hold that hope uh, that uh, one time we will find a way around this. Mm. And sometimes people say the crisis does force uh, a common ground. Mm. Currently, our backs are on the hall. I mean, we were rated by the ILO some few years ago, about five, ten years ago, as the country that holds position number seven mm -hmm. in the entire world uh, in terms of a country with these levels of unemployment. Mm. We were rated number three when you, when you look at the youth unemployment. I wonder now, because our unemployment have worsened, mm -hmm. our poverty has worsened. We have now become the most unequal society in the world. Mm -hmm. And so I always want to check what are the latest ILO statistics saying where we are. Mm -hmm. um, we are in a crisis. I mean, we don't speak about it because uh, uh, we don't think that the people who should be uh, getting solutions to this have their hearts and uh, and their minds in the right place. Mm -hmm. I think that these people are consumed by the narrow politics of divisions, and, um, and, and, and this is the most frightening part about the future of South Africa. I, I have come very, very 
uneasily, but when I've looked at uh, my position of extreme privilege, having been the general secretary of COSATO for 14 years, and mm. before that, having been in the leadership of national leadership of COSATO uh, since the, the, the eve of democracy from 1993, having been part of the discussions that led to the to the adoption of the of the of the RTP mm. and uh, and a host of other policy documents, having battled uh, intensely in boardroom discussions about what should be the solutions, having been uh, organized marches and uh, held demonstrations and engaged in no less than three national job summits, engaged in the presidential working groups on labor having been into a discussions with the, uh, with the business through the structure we created uh, called the Millennium Labor Council, mm. where we were trying to find one another. And I had come to the conclusion that, no, unfortunately, most of, the, of my leadership in the ANC honestly do not care about uh, the plight of the ordinary people. Um, the conference in December is not going to be about sorting out the political, ideological, policy uh, uh, big differences, because there is none. The policy conference and the and the national conference uh, has become the places to sort out the eating cube. And <laughs> who, who, who's eating first? Huh? Who's going to eat first, and who's going to hold the power to distribute patronage? And and the issue of jobs, uh, youth unemployment, the state of education, healthcare, public transport system is, by the way, in order to mm. angle, uh, to outmaneuver a faction, and uh, so that you can be in a pole position to distribute patronage. Mm. And uh, I hope I can be proven wrong at some point down the line. But uh, look, I watched very closely the policy conference of the ANC. Mm. I knew that the five days were spent on what I can only call factional differences. Uh, what is white monopoly capital? Mm. Discussing that for five days. Mm. Uh, how does the fork look like? Uh, what we call it? Is it a, a soil tanning instrument? Is it a digging instrument? Is it a planting uh, instrument? Is it a oh my five days? Nothing tangible coming out about the real crisis facing workers and the poor in society. Mm. And that devastates me. It worries me because it says uh, even if labor can get its, uh, its house in order or business or, or civil society formations, there is unlikely to be a partner mm. that can drive those negotiations, channel those energies into finding solutions for this for the crisis at hand. So I'm interested to hear your thoughts on the, the two big candidates that have come out and, and maybe some of the, the smaller candidates as well. If you've just joined the show, uh, welcome to it. We are speaking to none other than uh, Mr. Zuelanzima Vavi. Uh, Zuelanzima, I don't want to get your title wrong at Saftu. I mean, I, I, I just call you the man at Saftu, but I mean, I'm General Secretary, <laughs> General Secretary at Saftu, um, doing his thing as he always does. It, it didn't take him long to get back on the horse and get onto uh, the unions again. Um, if you want to chat to us, if you want to ask us your questions, please do hit us up on WhatsApp. Uh, you can you can hook us up and give us your questions there at Cliff Central, as well as on WeChat, as well as on Twitter, Yebo underscore L-E-V-Y. You can uh, talk to us, ask us your questions that you want us to ask uh, Zuelan Zimavavi. I see a few coming through here. I'll try to get to all of them. And uh, there are many. You are a very popular man, I must say. Very, very popular man. I'm I don't surprised. know if it's good or bad. I'll, I'll get to those questions later. I'm really surprised. Let's just talk a little bit about the union's role and the power that they hold. <clears throat> because we've seen uh, on this continent post-liberation struggles and post-liberation movements that have taken power and then been removed by unions and union uprisings, effectively. We saw it in Zambia. It would have happened in Zimbabwe with uh, Morgan Tsvangarai, but unfortunately he was jailed and then we saw that the elections were rigged. Let's talk a little bit about South Africa. Is there an opportunity for that to happen in South Africa where the unions have so much power that they could actually create a faction, factional group, a change, um, 
complete overhaul in post-liberation politics in South Africa? Let me start from where you started. The trade union movement in the continent had played a pivotal role in ensuring that uh, we defeat colonialism, Mm -hmm. dictatorship, and we give birth to democracy across the continent. Right. But the story is one, post the, the colonial era, the liberation movements that take over have systematically across the board um, sidelined the, the trade union movement, saw them as a threat and began to label them as stooges of the West, uh, funded by the imperialists and to to cause regime change, treated them with suspicion, and uh, and as a result, the trade union movement got weakened and lost their influence in most parts of the African continent. Right. So as we speak, the the, the trade unions are pretty weak, fragmented because of their associations with political parties at some stages, mm-hmm. but because of uh, the power problems inside the trade union movement, who suddenly. Uh, mirror what happens in the political front with their own shenanigans, factionalism, mm. um, all manner of things that only help to weaken them. Jeez, that's a copy and paste in South Africa as well, isn't it? I can take you to Namibia as we speak. There's a split. I can take you to Angola. There was a split. There's a split in Zimbabwe. There's a split in Zambia. And the, the OTM of Mozambique has been weakened and made a, almost like a, a labor desk of the, of Frelimo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the unions in Swaziland are, are split. Mm-hmm. The, the unity have not really led to a multiplying of their strength. In Lesotho, the fragmentation continues. Then I can take you up both west and, and, and east of the continent. And um, I have had a huge advantage of having been vice presidents in the ICTU Africa. So mm. we, we know it as we know our hands, mm. the state of the trade union movement in the continent. In South Africa, we, we're sitting now with having this conversation when the trade union movement is tremendously weakened mm. because the power of the prime trade union that uh, was celebrated all over the world, seen as a model of how trade unions should combine mass mobilization and engaging in a boardroom to produce some result that can benefit workers. That union was targeted mm-hmm. for 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 what we call domestication. It was hollowed out, mm-hmm. and uh, it it has been captured. Mm-hmm. It was deliberately fragmented. And it dismissed its biggest and the most militant union, NUMSA, and uh, and that led to divided sympathies across all of the unions. Mm. It can no longer even raise a finger. It says it is going to hold the 27, uh, a strike on the 27th of September against uh, state capture. Is going to be subjected into massive uh, ridicule and uh, is going to be made a, a feather laughing stock mm. because it have lost its power. And um, the fragmentation has continued. The f- over 400 unions are registered in the Department of Labor. Mm. I mean, that's unheard of. This mm. is uh, as bad as the situation is in Mauritius mm. and other small economies where there's a rush away from one industry, one union, one country, one federation into a one man, one <coughs> union type of a situation, mm. one worker, one union. And uh, that's not good for workers because then employers, both the state um, as an employer, which is now an employer of a liberation party that is clinging in power in the context of mm. this worsening <clears throat> poverty, unemployment and inequalities, will manipulate those divisions and use the old dictum of a, a, a divide and rule. So is employers in the workplace. Even though employers that are more enlightened don't like fragmentation, because they know the price that they pay when unions compete against each other instead of advancing the interest of the workers. 
And uh, so we are in that state. I mean, in a terrible state. You're now asking a question, what can unions do from that very position of weakness? Mm. Well, we've given uh, a path to a new federation in the context of this crisis that I'm speaking about. 21st of April saw a, a the rise of a new kid on the block, the South African Federation Trade Unions that I'm very privileged to be first and founding Gerasa Ritari. And, and it, it, it is absolutely alive to the, to the crisis that we're speaking about, about the state of the trade union movement. And, uh, it has had three very important discussions that, that have led to the a development of a program to address the real problem. Yes, here's a real problem in South Africa. The workers that need the unions the most are so poorly organized. Mm. The farm workers, after 23 years of democracy, only have a 5% representation in terms of union, or 5% only of workers who are in the agricultural sector are members of any union. Now... We all know the history of agriculture in South Africa is so linked to the apartheid. Mm. If you remember the National Party when it came to power in 1948, it had promised two constituencies uh, that it will deliver, of course, in this racially skewed way. And that was the mining and the, and the agriculture. We've Unions have played a tremendous role to break that chain. Mm. The mining industry had such a long history of unionization, started by the white mine workers uh, who had strikes in 1913, 1915, 1921, 1922, and uh, 1946 uh, when the black workers or African workers started to organize, 1987, uh, under the leadership of uh, Cyril Ramaphosa. So there's a long history there, and as a result, uh, the the situation have somehow improved in the mining industry. Mm. Uh, Single-sex hostels, uh, even though there's still instances, but have been done away with, and uh, the, the 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 promotion of tribalism and the brutalization, the extremely low pay, mm. all of those things have been dealt with. At least workers they have now medical aids provided. Provident funds, holidays, and all of that. But in the farms, the situation is the, is to the opposite. They rely solely on the sectoral determinations from the government. Government is so weak to enforce that. Mm. And so as a result, farm bosses do as they wish. Uh, farm workers still get beaten and buried in shallow graves mm. with nobody reporting that issue in the police station because if you do, you will end up uh, next to the street uh, spending very long nights and weeks uh, evicted in the farm. So brutalization is, is still the face of that industry, and yet only 5% of them are in unions. So this you can say the same <coughs> thing about transport, about the retail, the hotel, uh, the cleaning, the security services, all of those industries. So what SAFTU promises to do is to say, let's focus on these sectors of the economy which needs the union the most. And uh, and if we were to succeed, maybe we can then succeed to move the pay, to close the wage gaps, and to give dignity to millions and millions of workers who are currently sidelined. If uh, you've just joined us, welcome to the show. It is Frankly Speaking. We're speaking to um, Mr. Zuelenzi Mavavi. He is the Secretary General of SAFTU, a new union, uh, the new kid on the block, as you said, which I liked. Um, so this is this is what you're speaking about, and we, we, we need to get to some of these questions that are, that are coming through uh, on Twitter and on WeChat. But this is what you're speaking about in the papers the other day with organizing 74% of the unorganized. This is your strategy, isn't it? It's, to, it's not to go to mines. It's to go to the farm workers, the retail, um, transport. Let's just talk about when you think that unions go wrong. So my anecdotal experience on unions is very, very limited. But one of the things or one of the experiences I've had is in education with the teaching unions and how incredibly powerful they are within education. Um, spoke to a number of headmasters in the Johannesburg area, and a lot of them point to the unions to say that actually one of our biggest problems 
with the enforcement of education is that teachers who belong to unions then don't actually take up their posts correctly and don't actually perform their roles. Is that something that you've experienced in your lifetime as Kasatu General Secretary? Um, I think Satu was part of Kasatu at some stage. I'm not sure if they've moved now to you guys or not. But um, when unions go wrong, how do you fix it as, as, as one of the leaders within it? Well, there are many mistakes that have been committed by the trade union movement in South Africa. Quite a number. Politically, in my view, now with the benefit of the hindsight, and this is not going to be about, oh, he's angry, but uh, with all of the advantages that I spoke about and the experiences that I had to go through personally and it's part of the collective, I believe that the trade union should have found a strategy to develop an arm's length relationship with the liberation movement, even if they love it, mm. such as the ANC and COSADO. Mm. But more so, when the ANC embraced neoliberal approach to development, to economic policies that favored the bosses through the adoption of the growth employment and redistribution policy mm. way yeah. back in, mm -hmm. in the year, policy in June 20 or 1996. Yeah. I think that uh, the next Congress of Cosado should have called it a day. Mm. Should have said we need to break this tripod. We need to break this alliance. It will compromise us mm. because we will not be able to fulfill the promise of a better life for all with this policy we will not be able to deliver on a promise of creating decent jobs for the unemployed or addressing in a serious way issues of poverty and inequalities. We stayed inside with a mistaken belief, which Cosato is still continuing with, by the way, mm -hmm. that uh, we can use our influence internally to change the direction of that policy. Also, what we did, we... We put all of our energies in in getting rid of Tabombeki and replace him with uh, with uh, Jacob Zuma, only to find out that what we were doing is to replace the one brutal oppressor of workers with the worst one, with the worst <laughs> uh, 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 abuser of worker. Uh, and 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 so we found ourselves, and I think Kosadu, if, if they were to be honest now, to looking at the statistics, South Africa's recent reports, mm. they paint one direction: unemployment is getting worse under Jacob Zuma. Now, uh, poverty has gone worse, fifty-five percent under Jacob Zuma's uh, stewardship, and that uh, South Africa have cemented its position as the most unequal society in the world. Mm. Above all, we're now facing a phenomenon of corruption and abuse of state resources for, for personal benefit. Mm. And, and, and yet, Kosatu is st still clinging on with the hope that December conference is going to come with a different uh, scenario for them. And you can see they're even calling a strike uh, to try and advance that agenda and uh, repeating the same mistake one sign of stupidity <laughs> is to is a continuous repetition of the same mistake over and over with the hope that uh, you're going to to achieve a different outcome that is the first mistake i think the biggest mistake the trade union movement have, com have committed mm. i think that had we invested in strengthening the trade union movement spending 80% of our time in each and every executive meeting in discussing how we organizing farm workers, domestic workers, security workers, informal sector workers, and how we creating structures of the unemployed in order to, uh, to cement unity between the unemployed and the, and the employed workers, how we should take up battles against outsourcing, casualization, usage of labor brokering, and all of that we would have achieved the objective of growing COSATU to 4 million by 2015. Instead of achieving that, COSATU is now 
going back. It was 2.2 million members in, in 2012. But when Jacob Zuma, Prince Zimande invested in breaking it up, it's now way below uh, that 2 million. They claim to be 1.7. I know that they are lying through their teeth. They are way <laughs> below that. And uh, so, that's a, that's a real mistake. So the, the people who have really pi- paid the price for this alliance is ordinary workers because their issues completely took the second, uh, uh, or the, the, the back seat and the issues of advancing the interest of leaders to go to parliament uh, took the first seat. Mm. That's the first mistake. The second mistake, uh, was that uh, we didn't focus on building the strength of the trade union movement and investing in strengthening that relationship mm. with civil society and making the organs of people's power the center of power such that even though you have your formal uh, p- political processes, that uh, both the political formations and their politicians individually and and even business will know that in society there's a counterbalancing factor in the form of the civil society. It has been destroyed. The only counterbalancing factor now have become the courts. It shouldn't be like that. Mm-hmm. That's abnormal. The counterbalancing factor must be civil society formations who should say to the political leadership, hold on, you are messing up now. Or hold on, can we work together on this one? Or can we make sure that we can bring the, the national health insurance faster mm. than having to wait until 2025 or something like that? And, and, and that counterbalancing has been weakened. There's some hope now. I mean, this uh, Zupta crisis have led to the revival of the civil society and you can see the numbers of marches mm. and mm. that are happening that maybe they will be regrouping. But, is regrouping from a position of weakness. So the TAC, the treatment action campaign, have been weakened, mm. and uh, because people think that uh, we, the fact that we now have the biggest HIV and AIDS program means the struggles is over. Mm. The Section 77 is struggling with the with funding. The social justice network in the in the Western Cape. Uh, is struggling with funding issues. The equal education campaign, mm. and which have done such an important work to expose crises of infrastructure uh, in in our schools, ha, ha, is, is struggling with issues of, of of funding. We shouldn't be like that, and we should have consolidated that uh, that organ of people's power, so that uh, people do not only rely on the on the on the on the parliamentary processes only to hold leadership to account that they will rely on their own strength on the ground invest in the in in the street committees in the area committees to ensure that we can hold our councillors and our mayors to account that's where the second biggest mistake lies i think so let's 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 look at this a little bit now you've got a an opportunity to to Start afresh, effectively, with SAFTU. And that, that is exciting. Um, how do you stop the problems that we've seen in the past? Because here's the thing, right? I've seen your manifesto. I've seen what you want to do online. By December, you want at least a million members, right? Your future in five years is to have three million to five million members, making you one of the biggest organizations Membership organizations, if not the biggest membership organization by far, right? You trump the ANC if we're, we're to believe their numbers of 771,000 so on and so on and so on members by three, four times. How do you stop the political courting that surely will come to your door? I mean, we're already seeing that your interests are aligned with a lot of some of the political, well, some of the political parties in South Africa, specifically the EFF. We saw you guys uh, march with, with the EFF to the, the, I was about to say the Zupta mine, the Gupta mine. <laughs> let me, let me not mince my words here. The, the Gupta mine. How do you stop political courting so that you do have that arm's length away from whoever's coming into power? Because the way the ANC is going, it might not be them for very much longer. The biggest lesson we made or we have learned is that the trade movement must be independent, but not apolitical. 
must be campaign not apolitical not apolitical so you do want to be we political. want to be a political animal um, we want uh, to be a political fa- fa- factor we are debating uh, a question arising out of the report we presented to our congress in april mm-hmm. We outline the crisis in this detail as we have been doing so for many years. This is unemployment. This is how it affects uh, the black majority, the youth, the women, the people in the rural areas, in the townships. This is the life in unemployment in all of these informal settlements, mushrooming in Johannesburg, Deben, Cape Town, all of the big cities. Mm. We've gone <clears throat> to analyze the crisis of uh, poverty, of inequalities, the humiliating factor arising out of that. The corruption, the crisis of the Zuma administration, the, the, the reality that uh, the ANC was captured by white monopoly capital mm. on the eve of, uh, of democracy way back in 1994 to abandon the more radical posture that uh, is in the Freedom Charter, that the wealth of the country shall be shared, and that mm. the national uh, mineral wealth, the banks, the monopoly capital, shall be transferred to the ownership of the people as a whole, and so forth and so forth. And, and so everybody then says, what do we do is getting worse, notwithstanding the noise we're making, the march we've been holding, in, mm. we've been marching. And uh, uh, to Pretoria, to Deben, everywhere. People have been marching in their thousands, but the marches are not stopping Zuma. They are not stopping the ANC from continuously having an internal battle that have nothing to do with the real issues South Africa is facing. They are not stopping the alliance from being at war with itself, ignoring the crisis of unemployment, poverty, inequality, and corruption. They're not stopping everything that is happening. So people, we, we had a debate. What do we do? And, and some union says, we've said we're independent. We're not a political. We've got to talk about whether this does not impose a scenario that we must contest power, political power, and that we must create a workers' party, a labor party, that is going to contest power. Otherwise, they say, the comrades who are coming from that, who are making that argument, we will end up marching over and over until we walk next to our shoes. Nothing is going to change Mm -hmm. unless there is a political power, contesting power from a left perspective and only to advance the interest of a broader marginalized sections of the working of the of society the workers the poor the unemployed and and there's now a very serious discussion inside the structures of the of SAF, uh, of of SAFTO. of course others will say hold on hold on uh, what will that mean to mm. our principle of independence Move slow. You Less, cannot eat and talk, I believe. You huh? can eat and talk. <laughs> <laughs> Ada says, oh, hold on, that's a good idea, but hold, uh, wait a little bit. Let's build the soft to as a factor. And let's create this gravity of power towards the civil society and trade union movement. And uh, Ada says, oh, hold on, there's left parties already existing in South Africa. Uh, they all say the socialist orientated this mm. uh, EFF, Azapo, PAC, mm. and the Fourth <clears throat> International, this and that and that. Why don't we talk to them to consolidate unity of the left and contest power? Maybe uh, the trade union movement can be involved in the creation of something new, coherent, and uh, to talk about this crisis of poverty and unemployment that is getting worse. So there's that discussion, and I don't know where it is going to land up, we want it to be a very open, deep discussion because if you rush it and you make it a leadership discussion, it can create problems. Workers like the brand independent. We've got to protect that that independence of SAFTU so that we don't get sucked into another alliance. We don't move from mm, the, about the a, frying this, pan. This sounds like another we, alliance. Yeah, we, we don't want to move from a frying pan to the fire again <laughs> because we love uh, uh, this discussion about power. So 
It's going to be a very interesting discussion. Yeah. Right. I'm going to, uh, I, I did say I was going to take one or two, uh, comments here and, and they are flying in at the moment. Uh, you obviously have a very, you obviously needed to be at that eye store because I can see that your phone never stops here because this is, I call it cr- a national call center. <laughs> You know, you should get one or two more people on your national course. That's a there. Uh, but, uh, we got, we've got a question from, um, from WeChat here saying, um, Mr. Vavi, in as much as we support workers' rights to a good living wage, given all the profits that the mining companies seem to be shipping offshore, is there no better way to change the narrative than through union action, which generally results in no work, no pay, meaning in as much as they may get a better increase in real terms, they are worse off in the short to medium term because it paves the way for the likes of loan sharks, microfinanciers, that results in the never-ending debt cycle. Is it not better to find a constructive way to work with employers to get a more equitable position in a business mine? Uh, speaking of mines with the improved efficiencies through mechanization. So this is the second mm. part of this very, very long question. We in South Africa are quite fortunate to have such a large workforce being employed by the sector. Mass action results in losses, the results of which in, unemploy, uh, in unemployment, unfortunately. Do unions, who I might add, still get paid when workers aren't getting paid, uh, consider the long-term effects of the country's unemployment rate before embarking on mass action. I ask because over the past years the results have been the same, granted the commodity prices are softer, but I have not done the research, but I would think that irrespective of jobs have been shared as a result of union action. That comes from Yao Pepra. Any thoughts on that? Very, very uh, thought-provoking uh um, what, is that an email or what? It's, a, it's actually from Facebook. Thank you very much. Mm. This is what we are debating in the Federation. The crisis is getting worse. Mines are mechanizing. And they are shifting their profits and uh, elsewhere. Loads and loads of the mineral resources are being shifted uh, into the in the harbors and they are moving out of the country mm. south africa's uh, uh, balance of payment continues to worsen we saw the business boycott as well there is a effective uh, uh, we call it a a a a, a, a strike an investment strike mm. there is around 2 trillion investable <laughs> cash in of the of the economy in the banks there's reluctance. It's a combination of uh, uncertainty as a result of the, the political crisis and the ANC problems, and uh, and uh, and but also there is no sufficient economic activity mm. uh, that will crowd in and make those people to to release those resources and mm-hmm. make them active, and we allowing uh, cash to move out. And thanks to the misguided uh, monetary policies that were adopted from 1996, the 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 the, the reduction of the foreign exchange controls, and we we even allowing there is no mechanism whatsoever within the within the within the SARS to to effectively ensure that uh, uh, private capital and the and the white collar crooks. Do not move cash cash out of the economy through the illicit cash flows, mm. and there is no capacity. We think this is what we need in the, in in response to this question. Um, we, I'm sorry, he's not going to agree with me. I'm sure we will have <laughs> to. We're going to have to combine the 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 mass pressure, and we are preparing to 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 mobilize in the streets. Because we don't want to make this situation appear to be normal. Uh, you can't normalize 36.6 unemployment rate mm. and you see no single march. Mm. We want to put 100,000 people in the streets of Pretoria in November. And, uh, and they must be marching for jobs, for an economy that is uh, taking into consideration the youth the crisis of unemployment amongst uh, the women, the rural p- people, the crisis in the education sector that reproduces this unemployment, poverty, and inequality, mm. the crisis of housing. 
in the cities like Johannesburg and the fact that government is falling way below its own targets when it comes to building houses. You saw people in, in Lanesia and in El Dorado Park saying that there's not a single house built here uh, even though they're saying for coloreds and Asians, mm. but unfortunately, the statements are not far from the truth. We want all of those people to go to Pretoria and to say to President Zuma, give us a plan. Tell us what you're going to be doing to, to shake the status quo and to undermine the pillars of apartheid and colonial economy. Isn't it such a fine balance? Because I'm I coming to that. Okay. Okay. In, on the other side, we accept that mass action alone does not produce all of the results. It creates mm. the pressure, but it does not create jobs guaranteed. So we've got to engage. We've got to engage with business. And we've started to talk to them very quietly to say to them, guys, you have to be mad upstairs if you can't see that eventually these levels of unemployment will not guarantee a return of your own investment in this economy. Mm. You have to be absolutely crazy if you're not realizing that there will be an implosion in this country or that the status quo must be maintained where the CEOs earn 17, 18 million rands per annum in if you look at the study that was conducted by Deloitte, mm. uh, published last month, that says the first 100 company CEOs listed in the JSE are earning 17.9 million annually. Mm. And if you think that that's the future of South Africa, whereas the, the, in 2014, the median salary of a worker was 3,400, mm. surely you know that that's going to create a a havoc down the line. You can't sustain the South Africa of rich white and, uh, and, and overwhelmingly poor black Africans mm. who are indigenous uh, in terms of, uh, of the historical uh, 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 tracing of, of humankind, at least in, in the past uh, four, five, 500 years. You have to respond to that. And, and interestingly, a number of them now says, hold on, let's talk. Mm. And I think we've, we've got to say, let's talk. Mm. Let's talk. Let's, what do we do about the mining industry? Do we continue want to see chrome moving to China? Or do we arrest that chrome into this country and, and use it to build a serious uh, a steel industry in the context of the backlogs that we face in terms of housing right. or, or, or in terms of uh, building infrastructure? Do we continue to take every platinum out uh, into the car manufacturing centers in the world? Do we arrest it here? What about the fact that the manufacturing, uh, uh, the, 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 the platinum industry is facing a threat with the introduction of, a, of the electro, of the electronically based cars, mm. the, the, the self-driving cars? Uh, I'm told 45% of Platinum now goes to car manufacturing. Mm. What if that dries up? What will happen to the thousands and thousands of workers in the in the belt? Let's talk about the diamond. What about the fact that uh, there may be new forms of diamond that are attractive mm. and uh, th things that are not diamond, but uh, that makes the demand for for diamond to be less? Where, why are we we having a a Kimberley? That is absolutely a ghost town. Mm. And are we not learning anything? What about Stillfontein? Are we going to allow Caltonville to be a ghost town or eventually Rustenburg itself to be ghost town? Or should we not be talking about mining? Should not mm. be talking about mining and industrialization? Should not be talking about skilling of, of the workforce in this country? And uh, should not be talking about our education system that uh, can be redesigned to support a, a South Africa that wants to exploit its endowment by by these mineral resources. Mm. What about agriculture? What about the changing seasons? What about that uh, the fact that Transkei and the Northwest are regarded as richest uh, uh, soil in the world? Mm. Why are we not? Why are we not turning those the gold <laughs> of this country? 
and uh, moving forward mm -hmm. where are the secondary industry from the agriculture uh, why are we not building uh, technicons and universities in Transgaya and in the northwest focus on on the usage of land and so that's the conversation i think we need in this country but that's it, a lot of questions it's lots of questions <laughs> but unfortunately is is questions arising out of the crisis mm. maybe during the crisis you're forced to to think more and i think that we've got to 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 think more we're putting on the table as the labor movement that the the minds must be nationalized and i know people get shocked where are they coming from but what what else do we do do we continue to see this uh, this plundering yeah. is plundering mm -hmm. or do we now say no hold on uh, let's talk about nationalization let's talk about the role of the state should we not be creating a state company to invest but not what we fear again these uh, left projects or left thinking are, are being discredited by mm. the Zuma administration nationalization people ask what about ESCOM what about the destruction of telecom sorry uh, of uh, of SAA SAPC 10 billion rand man so the whole progressive notion of uh, using the nationalization as it has been used everywhere else in the world gets discredited mm. because we've allowed these guys to employ and to deploy family members such as Dudumieni family connections mm. and uh, and now we're sitting with 10 billion that we must pay. What about SAPC that was almost collapsed by a standard seven thing? That's what discredit a developmental active state that should be driving a development in the country let me ask you as we as we slowly wrap up i mean this this conversation has gone so fast and if you've missed any of it i implore you to to go listen to the wise words of this young man uh, mr zwellenzimavavi you see i've given you a compliment that you didn't even know it eh? wait till i give you a <laughs> wait till i start attacking you <laughs> Let me ask you, uh, there's been a few questions on, on WeChat here about your thoughts coming up in December and the policy conference, or not the, 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 the elective conference. Um, do you think that the, that there can be no corruption at the branch level? Do you think that the branches have been captured? And do you think that this is just a waste of time and it's, it's just a formality and we will see NDZ potentially being the next uh, president of the ANC? Now he has to use his words very carefully, depending on where he sits. <laughs> that is a question. I have read the ANC secretariat reports, ringing alarm bells, way back, nineteen ninety-seven in Mafeking. Mm. Over and over again, up to the the recent uh, uh, presentation in 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 Nazareth, I've read the speeches of the presidents of the NC from Nelson Mandela, uh, Thabo Mbeki, Jacob Zuma, also making the same point about the battle against the capture of the branches through money and the shenanigans uh, of. Uh, of of factionalism and the the weakening of the political and ideological propositions the advancement of the politics of uh, careerism mm. and uh, the emerging trends of uh, me first to hell with everybody else mm. and the law of the jungle the survival of the fittest the shootings, the killings uh, in Bumalanga, uh, 16 people uh, last time I counted. Mm. KZN. Uh, KZN, 20 in two years. Mm. Councillors being slaughtered. This weekend is yet another funeral and, uh, of, of uh, Cindy Somakaka. And uh, this, this is going on. There's even a commission in, in, in Guazolo to look at what is going on. Mm. And if you if you sit down, Halima Mondlande, to speak about how damaged the ANC branch and how corrupted it has become, and how easy it is to use money to sway.
people away from the mandates and the concerns of ordinary people. You, you better take positions. If you take a more pessimistic position, you can say anyone with sufficient bags of money mm. will win the conference right. in December. If you take a more optimistic view, you will say, but the ANC knows that its back is on the wall, that mm. if it continues in the same path, it will lose elections in 2019. And therefore, I have a sense that quite a number of people are alive to that and they want to, 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 to do the right thing and uh, in order to save the ANC in 2019. And that's what the Senator Ramaphosa uh, faction will now say. Uh, but how big is that damage that Khalima Montante and Gwete mm. Mandashe have been speaking about? Can you pull the rabbit out of the head at this stage? When you talk about Zuma's corruption, that's what people forget. You, they forget that, as we've always maintained, that if you make a mistake... To think that this have to do with just one big individual, you are making a terrible mistake. Mm. The clause and the clauses of corruption have gone so deep in the hands of so many leaders, from national to the branch. Corruption is deep and it is widespread. Mm. And unfortunately, these people, and I've been looking at the debates amongst uh, these uh, ANC factions, and I look at the candidates, and I look at these people turning around saying things that look so good at this moment, two, three months before the conference. I look at the people who are backing them, all sides, and I said, yeah. You have to speak to somebody who have been a deputy president and a secretary general of the ANC to understand how terrible the situation has become. So if you, if you, if, if you take an optimistic view, you'll say people will come back to their senses. What is your view? I had come to an, an unfortunate conclusion that, uh, that the, the conference is going to be a stage to sort out the, the eating queue mm. and uh, to decide who is going to be in a pole position to distribute patronage. And uh, mm. will I be proven wrong by history? The jury is out. I don't know. But that's my view. You know why I came to that view? It's because I asked myself a question, and I've said this publicly. Where are these men and women, these brave soldiers of the liberation struggle, who were in prison, who survived the death rows of the apartheid, who had close shave with the apartheid death squads in Gauteng, in Guazulu-Natal, everywhere, who saw and left behind the bones of the comrades and their own family members uh, in the neighboring states who survived the bombings in Lesotho, in, Mut in, in, in Mozambique and everywhere in Zambia, in Botswana, you name them all, who, who were trained in, in everywhere, ideologically and politically. Where are they? How could they who chose politics of convenience for example, mm. when Kosato was being uh, uh, stripped, what, wh why did they, didn't they speak up? When the Guptas took over the water growth, where were they? Mm. When the West were being deployed in the state-owned enterprise to collapse them, why they didn't speak out? When uh, Zuma was using state institutions against other comrades, why only now they're discovering that? When he was uh, uh, chasing uh, mm. the best of uh, intelligence capacity ANC have invested in and trained, why they didn't say, but these are our comrades, why are you replacing them with Temeza, with, uh, mm. with all of these apartheid spies? That's what worries me. That's mm. why I then feel that this all noise, including by Cyril Ramaphosa, 
because he has been there. He mm, chose to go into <clears throat> the deputy president knowing what he was doing, that he was going to dance with a smelly, stinking hyena. He chose to, <laughs> to, to, to advance his own uh, political career at the, at the expense of the, of the, of the principal. I have made similar mistakes myself mm. in the past, thinking that I'm advancing the cause of the Digital Democratic Revolution. That's what worries me mm. about December. And uh, thank you. Mr. Vavi, wow, what an hour. Thank you so much. The only thing we didn't discuss was the poor performance of your team, Arsenal. <laughs> we will keep that for another day. And if I remember the good performance of your local team, I think it's Kaiser Chiefs. Am I right? Are you allowed but, to say uh, that? Only one game, uh, Only one game. Fine. You we know, now, we, we saw back. a 17-year-old and we're so <laughs> desperate. He said, who's this 17-year-old who's See what I've started dead? now. We have to uh, end the show. This guy's now going to become a soccer commentator. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Listen, if you missed any of this conversation, check it out. Uh, cliffcentral.com forward slash frankly speaking. We have had Mr. Vavion before. You should, re- you should listen to that show as well. Um, he was in uh, cahoots at that time with UDM leader Mr. Bantu Holomisa was a fascinating conversation as well. So check that out as well. Thank you, sir. And uh, we'd love to have you again and and hear more about you. I think we need an in-conversation with you just to hear about your life because you've seen it all and we need to learn from you. So thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Have yourself a lovely day and we'll see you again next week. Ciao, ciao. This is cliffcentral.com.